What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please, go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. If you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for M-W Tactical. What's up, good people? I want to welcome everyone back to Season 2, Episode 3 of the M-W Tactical Podcast. Thank you for taking the time to hang out with me and listen to a little bit of gun talk. But most importantly, let's jump into the show. Before the show is over with, we're going to do an interview with the USPSA South Carolina Section Coordinator, Lucky Gray, and hear what he has to say. If you follow me on Instagram and Facebook, there was a little clip of a mini interview that I'd done with him to talk about his position or so. But if you don't follow me on those platforms, don't worry about it. We're going to cover the interview here shortly. I'm asking everyone to get involved in your local communities. If there is a threat going on in your area concerning the Second Amendment, get active in your communities and exercise your right to vote. In order for change to happen, you cannot sit back and wait for the next person to cover you. You have to get proactive. If you can't physically get proactive, support somebody who can get proactive. So these rights will not be compromised, however you want to look at it. The most powerful tool that we do have is if the people blend together, the voice of the people is the power until we can work out some issues or whatever the case may be, you have to exercise that right to vote. Please go register to vote and put the right people in office who will protect our rights as we know them. I want to go ahead and talk about my last competition match that I shot. Wasn't a bad one, but it wasn't great either. Um, In the same sense, it took place in Pontucky, Augusta, the range was called Pontucky, it's in Augusta. It was a fun match overall, but the only thing I didn't like about the match was the weather. Oh my goodness. It started out to be so cold, the temperature started picking up, and then about a quarter of a way before it ended, it started dropping again. And if anyone who knows me, you know that I was a cold weather injury from back when I was a private. So the cold weather affects me differently than it would anybody else. In my personal take, the weather was horrible to start off, but we hung in there. So the results were, for me, I got fifth overall, third in the limited division, and first in C-class. When the match was going on, well, let me back it up. At the beginning of the month, I was having some issues that I thought it was the bullets going through the gun. Upon later discovery, I realized that it was my springs in the magazine that was going bad. So I had to order some new ones and they just came in this week, but I haven't replaced them yet. But I do want to give a special thank you to Bill Baker out of Augusta, Georgia, who, um, 
allow me to use one of his spare magazines in which I ran only two magazines for the whole match. So both magazines had a capacity of 20 each. And if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have done as good as I did during the match. Thanks again, Bill. I really do appreciate it. I want to give a congratulation to Byron Woods for being the first winner of a pair of proper Edge Tech pants by giving the correct order of the pants on the video that I posted on Instagram and Facebook. We posted this video and originally I gave the shout out that if anybody guesses the right order, they'll get some glasses from Venture Gear Tactical and some other goodies from me. And Proper jumped in and stated, hey, they'll give out three pair of pants to the first three winners. And we accepted the challenge. Byron Woods, we want to thank you for being the winner of the Edge Tech pants, the first one. We still have two open slots for anyone who can guess the pants in the correct order. You know, in the video dated 8 October. We will repost that video so it will be at the top of our feed. Don't worry about going through the feed and looking for it. Well, give us the correct order of the pants name from proper and you are the winner. We have one winner already, as we already stated, Byron Woods. And now you will have the chance to be the second or third winner by getting the correct answers to win a pair of proper Edge Tech pants. Go to Instagram and search for M-W Tactical and the video will be the first on the feed. Good luck to the next two possible winners. Now we're going to go ahead and jump into a little bit of Word on the 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 sign up for your local USPSA matches. I suggest everyone do this because not only is this a good way to stay proficient with your firearm, it will be a great way to meet others in your community who have the same interests as you. If you would like for me and the crew to come out and shoot a USPSA match with you, email me at info at m wtactical.com or give me a call at 803-250-1256 and we'll plan it out and see what can work out and make it happen. For those serious competitors who are looking to do a level 2 USPSA match, Battle at the Beach in Tabor City, North Carolina. Registration is open and ready to see if you can tame the Battle at the Beach starting 23 April in 2020. This level 2 USPSA match was a lot of fun last year, and sure, the challenging stages will make it more fun for 2020. Visit www.lowcountryuspsa.com for more information. The GoFundMe.com forward slash LEO training campaign has completed one-fourth of the goal by raising $1,000 to put the first LEO officer in training. Thank you for all of those who contributed to the campaign to put this first officer through the training, but we still need your help to raise another $3,000 to put three more officers through the same training. Visit GoFundMe.com forward slash LEO training and let's make it happen. We will give a public acknowledgement for all those who donate, but if you donate $50 or more, I will do a video shout out thanking you personally. Sometime this week, we will be going to the gym and doing a video and possibly an interview with the first officer who's going through training. We just have to mesh our schedules together because, remember, she is a law enforcement officer and her schedule changes every so often. So we're trying to 
get the right time in sync so we can actually make this happen. No Other Choice Firearm is doing a Teach and Learn event hosted by Kevin Dixie. This is his second annual Teach and Learn event. It's a three-day event taking place on Memorial Day weekend, 22 through 24th of May in Lettington, Missouri, for those who are looking to become involved in the shooting industry in some way. For those interested, you can sign up by going to eventbrite.com and searching for NOC Second Annual Train and Learn event. For those who are looking to get better in USPSA or IDPA, but you are looking to get that edge to be the better shooter that you know you can be, we are bringing Steve Anderson from andersonshooting.com to Columbia, South Carolina, 9 through 10 April in 2020. The class will take place on Thursday and Friday, then that Saturday, 11 April of 2020, there is a USPSA match at the same range the course will be taking place. You can get coached by Steve Anderson himself by signing up for this course. Stay tuned for more information to come. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Woodland from m-wtactical.com and co-host of the Black Man with a Gun podcast. We are reaching out to ask everyone that is in earshot to help us raise money to put four law enforcement officers in jiu-jitsu training for a year. We are looking to raise the money two ways. First, if you live in the state of South Carolina and want to get your concealed weapons permit, the instructor fee will go towards the campaign. The second way is you can donate $50 to GoFundMe.com forward slash LEO training. The goal is to raise $4,000. Again, we are looking to get 80 people to help contribute $50 to put four law enforcement officers through jiu-jitsu training for a year. This act will be presented in the name of the 2A community. The Gun Cleaners. Our solvent is, I think, second to none. Our lube is second to none. Their lube's heavier than water, which is just a huge thing. People don't really put a lot of thought into that, just how huge that is to have on your gun, especially if you still carry. The Gun Cleaners. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, you're going to sweat a lot of the other lubes off. With ours, it'll stay there. The Gun Cleaners. And maintaining the quality of the process, the quality of the end result, is another, and you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there. Order your supply of the lube and the solvent at www.theguncleaners.com. Now let's go ahead and jump back into my venture into the sport of competition shooting. Where are we at, what we're doing, what needs to be done. This week, we're going to have a conversation with Lucky Gray, who is the South Carolina section coordinator within the USPSA. This was a role I heard people talking about, but wasn't sure of all the pieces it took to make holding this title a complete success. Check out this conversation with Lucky. All right, so here we are today. I'm with somebody who I kind of look up to in the shooting world, but this person right here, amongst one of the top five people Anytime I have a question, they're always there willing to answer the question and point me in the right direction. This person is so unique that it throws me off balance every time I talk to him because he's always saying, yes, sir, and sir, 
and I'm not used to it because, you know, us being in the military, if you're not an officer, the saying is, hey, I work for a living. But this guy is so respectful, so humble, so down to earth, it's almost teeth shattering. I'd like to welcome to the podcast today, my friend, the South Carolina sectional coordinator for USPSA, Lucky Gray. How you doing today, Luck? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for the kind words, sir. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like I, I said, it, man, it's uh, it was bred in me, man. I had a father in the military, so just uh, going straight from the rip. What is the South Carolina sectional coordinator? What is that job comprised of within the USPSA, of course? Um, really, man, I really didn't know what it consisted of until I actually took the job. Wally done a great job. Wally Burbridge was our previous coordinator for roughly eight years, I believe. Um, so I was a little unsure exactly what I was getting into, but um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, basically, uh, we're kind of the mediator between the clubs and uh, USPSA, whether it's uh, putting on a section match, handing out um, national spots, um, or dealing with just problems that may come up throughout matches. Mm, okay. So it went like this for me. I met you one weekend and then it was like two weeks later, it was, yeah, Wally is now the sectional coordinator. And I was like, hold on, like Lucky, the one who I just met a couple of weeks ago, he took it over from Wally. Like, how does that work? Cause you know, I'm a, I'm a member of USPSA, but I didn't vote on anything. Right. Basically how it works is, uh, each match director, each club has a vote um, for the section coordinator, and it's voted on every two years. So uh, Wally was kind of burnt out. He had been doing it for a while. He done a great job, man. So thankful for him and the dedication he had to our sport. He was ready to uh, take a back seat. And he's still involved, man. I still burn his phone up. I told him uh, he's kind of my joint coordinator. Because, uh, <laughs> I want to make sure we're doing the best for our state and uh, that I represent us well. I got you on that. Um, just like you, um, I think I hit Wally up maybe about three times a week, and we talk <laughs> for literally about 15 to 20 minutes or so. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a great resource to have, man, uh, not only for the coordinator side, but he's just a good guy um, and a great shooter as well. You know, he'll, he'll tell us the dumb things we're doing and some things we need to improve on and uh, not beat up on us too much and kind of point us in the right direction. I got you. I got you. So now, um, now that you took over the role as the coordinator for South Carolina, um, and you already said you mediate between the clubs and USPSA, what has been the largest factor that you had to deal with as that role as a coordinator? Um, we've had some little issues like any state may have had, uh, whether it uh, is a shooter that is having some issues at a match, and we try to uh, – make sure we get fair resolutions to those things. But probably the hardest thing has been we have a section match coming up. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of coordination and trying to get sponsors, trying to make sure that we put on the best match within Area 6. Uh, we, we take pride in what we do. We want to put on a great match. We want to represent our sport well. We want to represent our state well. We have so many good clubs within our state that uh, are so willing to help, whether it's uh, Spartanburg, MCRC, Palmetto Gun Club. And, uh, that's just to name a few. 
Uh, also thankful to uh, Low Country, which has stepped up, even though they're technically a uh, North Carolina club. Uh, Michael Blitz, uh so great to work with. And, uh, you know, we would they called us at a time to where we didn't have a club in South Carolina that could host a match. So they definitely stood, stepped up. But that would probably be the biggest challenge is uh, making sure that we're doing everything that we can to put on the best level two match possible. Yeah, okay. So now – let me ask you this one, right? And this, this right here is more towards your wife. Okay. Right? How often does your phone ring? And then how many times does she tell you just turn it off and deal with it in the morning? Um, honestly, man, I got a little business I run. So my phone pretty much rings constantly. She's uh, probably my biggest supporter, whether it's in USPSA or uh, whether it's throughout my business and definitely on the section coordinator job. Uh, when Wally talked to me about it, you know, I prayed about it, thought about it. Um, my thing was, man, I wanted to make sure that I was ready for that. I've only been shooting USPSA for about three years. Mm-hmm. So uh, I didn't think I, I was equipped um, to take the job. Um, so, you know, talking with Wally, talking with other shooters that I value their opinion and kind of filling them out and seeing what they thought, you know, praying about it and then making sure that she was on board to, because I didn't want to go in it halfway. I wanted to be able to dedicate 100% to it. And, uh, you know, anybody that knows me, and uh, obviously she does, know that uh, I was going to do my very best job. And, man, she is uh, 100% on board, um, you know, whether she wants to come to the matches and support, whether she's like, hey, you could do more in this area or that area. And so uh, sometimes she keeps me on my toes, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like I said, when I met her, um, I was like, okay, she's a trooper. Um, she seems like she's funny, even though she didn't really talk much, but I could tell there's a sense of humor right there. She is, man. I'm going to get her out here shooting with us one day. Uh, she likes to strategize. She likes to look at the stages and see, you know, what she thinks is the best approach. And then she'll uh, let me an earful on the way home of why I didn't do it uh, the way it should have been done. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got you on that one. <laughs> All right. So now moving forward. Okay. So we already got the job down. and um. We know like you was actually hand selected from Wally because like if I was to think about it, I can probably name about three people who I think will probably do a good job just off of the character and just talking with them every week. But out of the three people that I'm thinking about, I think you would probably be the better selection out of those three. Well, I definitely appreciate that, man. It's uh, It's been a humbling experience for me, man, whether it was uh, – you know, I was a little nervous when he said, hey, the match directors kind of got to vote you in. And, um, you know, I knew most of the match directors already. I, I pretty much uh, had good rapport with all of them. But, uh, you know, I'd be lying if you say you didn't want their support and you didn't want them to back you, um, even though I was scared going into the job. Well, the only reason I say that more along the lines is because of how you are. And I notice when people talk to other people, you can always tell when somebody kind of tunes out and then come back in. But I notice when you talk to people, even if it's just joking, you are 100% concentrating, like you're focusing on the front sight post. You are in depth into the conversation, regardless of the conversation. And I've always noticed that about you. 
So I wish I could actually focus on that front side, folks. Maybe that would help me. I wouldn't be losing to my son. <laughs> oh, he's your coach now? <laughs> yeah, he might as well be. He's been kicking my tail lately, man. Hey, you got to step it up. So we got to make everybody else around us better. So That's right, man. All right. So going forward, okay? So, well, let's going backwards, rather. A few weeks ago, you hosted an RO course for people to be RO certified within USPSA. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yes, sir. It's one of the things that uh, USPSA, I won't say it's a requirement, but they push hard for each state to put on a class every year to give back to the sport and to try to, uh, um, you know, just, you know, that's probably the biggest need within the sport of more volunteers. You know, we our match directors get beat up a lot of times by us, man, a lot of times unintentional. When I say us, I mean the shooter of complaining about this or that. Um, I don't think none of us have any ill intent. It's just uh, we're competitive. We want things to go well. But, uh, you know, probably I think maybe five matches in, um, Wally, another uh, thing he taught me into doing was a class myself. And me and my son went to Palmetto Gun Club and we did the RO class. And it really changed my outlook on the sport. I really understood, started to understand what went into putting a match on, what the ROs were required to do, and realize that they dedicate a lot of their time uh, to the sport that we love. And um, not only that, it helped me learn and grow uh, within the sport as well. So uh, being a volunteer sport, there's always a need for more volunteers. And uh, I take pride in the class we did. We had some great people in it. Thanks to CNS for hosting the class. They did an outstanding job, outstanding facilities, uh, outstanding individuals. Um, but the class itself, uh, even even with me being an RO for three years now, I was able to learn stuff. It was fun to interact with the class and the students and just see their passion and joy for the sport as well. Um, so pleased with uh, the turnout for the class. And, you know, Area 6 supported. Uh, Bruce sent me a check of $100 to help cover expense of the class. That was straight from Area 6. So we're definitely appreciative of that. So USPSA is definitely on board. We're trying to get – ROs and then next year we'll do a CRO class because what we do within South Carolina is we do a class every year. Um, last year we did an RO class. Next year we'll roll into a CRO class, which will be held at MCRC. Uh, future dates to come on that. But uh, you know that's that's kind of how we do and um, you know what we value probably the most within our sport is volunteers. And I totally agree with that. And like you. Um, I got reintroduced to USPSA. I haven't been shooting that long. So it was just October of last year when I got back into the sport. And I took the RO class January of this year. So my year anniversary is coming up here in about two and a half months. At the same time, the only reason I took the course, I was talking to Tom Powers, um, competition shooter who I interviewed last season on the MW Tactical Podcast. And right, Jenny, great, great guy. Oh, yeah. Great guy. And uh, Jenny Cook, right? So, of course, you know, talking with them at the matches and everything, and when I would squad up with them, I would ask a ton of questions. Like, that should be my nickname, questions, because I'm always (laughs) asking questions. But when I constantly kept asking questions, both of them said on two different occasions, like, hey, you should either, you know, get the book and just read the rules or better yet, take an RO course, because if you take the RO course, 
you will actually see how to articulate the rules and it will actually make you a better shooter in the long run. And I'm glad I took that advice from them. You know, yeah, I agree with, I agree with that 100%. It definitely changed my outlook on how I shoot, how I view a stage and then little things that I didn't understand about how far still needed to be away, why we didn't mix targets, uh, um, being able to locate the 180 or whatever it may be within the rule book. It really, it really helped me as a shooter as well. One of the negatives that I worried about about taking the class is, you know, we all shoot in our little cliques. We have our buddies that we want to shoot with. And I was worried that becoming an RO that uh, I would be moved to different squads and I wouldn't with my guys or, or the girls that we like to shoot with. And mm -hmm. that does happen from time to time. But what it's allowed me to do is uh, meet new people, meet people like you, meet people um like miss beverly that i might not would have ever squatted with if i hadn't been moved to another squad and, and well I, I really say this i've been fortunate enough to be able to shoot um in multiple different states i, I really think we have some of the best clubs in uspsa i love our that was one thing that made it easy for me about the section coordinator i absolutely love our state um i've been so welcomed by so many people from the time i picked up a gun till i become the section coordinator Hey, that's like I said, by holding that title, I'm pretty sure you have some awesome stories <laughs> that you can tell, you know what I'm saying? And if not, I'm pretty sure it's coming. It is coming. Yeah. Uh, had some funny stories, man. Uh, some I'd like to keep off the books just now, but uh, yeah, I'm sure there'll be future stuff to come. You, you'd be, you'd be surprised, man. Uh, the calls that come in sometimes of, of complaints and praises, uh, that this is is pretty entertaining from time to time, and and there's some serious things that come in as well that you know we try to make sure we address uh, first and foremost the safety of the shooter and the safety of the clubs is uh, number one priority for me. Um, any call that comes in is safety oriented, we we address ASAP. But you know you know just like anything else, you get uh, some of them calls that you kind of head scratching sometimes. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. All right, so if somebody is interested in becoming a section coordinator what would you actually recommend for them to do to prepare for that um i would just say be involved in the sport um i personally think you need to be a cro uh, to kind of understand uh you get a lot of club calls of how to set stages up on what's legal and what's not that's been a little challenge to me honestly uh so the next CRO class I will be in personally myself, uh, I'm not a CRO, but I do desire to be. Um, I think that's an important endeavor. It's not a must, but it's, it's helpful. Um, you know, I've had some good resources, whether it's Wally or um, David Lau to reach out to and say, hey, man, uh, Mike Adams, another great resource that uh, is only a phone call away from the CRO standpoint. But um, I think that's a, a big plus. And, and mainly, man, just be involved. Um, I think one of the main things when I was talking with Wally, uh, one of the reasons that he thought I would do well at it is because um, we care about the sport and we're involved. Uh, you know, it was important for me when we're at a match to, uh, when I first started, I said, well, I can't outshoot nobody, but I definitely can outwork them to right. make sure we're pacing, to make sure we're resetting. And that was important to me. Mm -hmm. It was important to me if there was somebody on the squad that couldn't do that due to physical limitations or whatever it may be, that we picked up the slack and we said, hey, man, you sit there and enjoy your day. We got this. Right. Um, so that's always been important to me. 
to, uh, you know, to give back where we could. Yeah. And like I said, with me, one of the biggest things is when I know it's a match coming up and if I can get there to help in any way I can, I try to, you know, but um, like, for instance, I know for a fact I can't help out in Spartanburg. Right. You know what I'm saying um, or Myrtle Beach, you know, low country. I know I can't help out there on a consistent basis, but it might happen like once every other two months or so. Like if I happen to be in that area and I say, okay, I'll just stay overnight, help out the next day and then do whatever, you know? Um, right. I mean, you'd be, you'd be surprised. I know you know this because you, you, you're always uh, donating your time and volunteering, but uh, there's a lot of work that goes into that, man. A lot of work oh, yeah. to set these matches up and to make things flow as smoothly as they do. And sometimes we just show up there and shoot it and uh, we don't realize the behind the scene work, but man, we got some great help within the state and, I encourage anybody uh, that's listening or um, that hears this in the future that will uh, man, go out and give a hand if you can. You know, if you can't, we understand that. We all work. We all have uh, our own lives. But um, much appreciated help, man. I promise you they won't turn you away to help. <laughs> that's it right there. So um, now let me ask you this question right here, right? And this is going to put you on the spot. And this is the last question, Okay. Um, so just like season one, we always had a question we would always ask people. And this right here is going to be my new question for season two. Out of the five clubs, whatever club you rank in South Carolina, how would you rank them one to five? Oh, that's a hard one, man. Yeah, uh, put you on the spot right there. <laughs> it is. Uh, I don't know if I could rank them, honestly, and that's being an honest answer. I know that's a compound answer, but the reason I say that is uh, each club has their own pluses and minuses. Uh, you know, MCRC, uh, if I had to put a ranking on it, I guess you put me on the spot. I would put them number one for me. Um, and it's not – it really has nothing to do with match. Uh, Miss Linda has uh, been probably my biggest influence in the sport. Um, from the time to where I shot my first level two match, man, it was South Carolina State that they hosted. I had literally, it was my literally my second match. I didn't even have a USPSA number yet. Mm. And Linda helped me get that set up. And she's always been in the background. She's been texting me and calling me and mentoring me um, into what I am today within the sport. Uh, so I would, I would rank them first. Uh, and like I said, that has nothing to do with the match put on. I've always enjoyed Spartanburg and Palmetto gun club from the aspect of uh, they put on some technically sound matches that are uh, pretty much level two stages all the time. Um, so, you know, them are probably the three biggest clubs within the state. We do have a lot of little smaller clubs. Uh, I haven't had the opportunity to shoot Sam Hill yet, man. I, I'm looking forward to that. Sunday's a hard sell for me. You know, we try to be in church and uh, that's my family day, but um, I've told Justin and uh, Rob and John that uh, I'm going to get my butt up there and, uh, see if I can uh, maybe beat them on the scoreboard here and there at their local match. But um, like I said earlier, man, they, our state is very, very fortunate to have top-level matches all around the state. Any given Saturday, you can go and have a match that you're going to enjoy and it's going to be competitive. It can touch on different bases, whether it's a hoser match or whether it's a technically sound match. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I totally agree with you on that one because – the reason why I came up with that question was um, me and Beverly was talking one day and she hit me with that question. And I told her, it depends on how you want it answered. 
Because if you right. try to do it from the best perspective, the best is going to get broken down into three different categories. And then if you say, for instance, club A, right? And then if club C is your third answer, club C might now be your second because the the background stuff that might bump them up, you know? Right. So like, uh, go for it. For me, man, I, it's funny you say that because at any given time, man, I needed a lot of times MCRC would do hoser stuff. You know, everything's kind of close and in your face. And uh, I needed that sometimes. I needed the confidence to go blaze a match. And uh, then, you know, then you would go to Palmetto or you would go to Spartanburg and you would have a little more technical match. Um, it may not have been quite so hoser. You go up there and come back with your tail tucked between your legs thinking, man, I thought I was a little better than I am. And um, now I think you have a mix of both within all three clubs. Um, so happy to have Palmetto back, uh, back up and running. Uh, Mike and Diana are heading that up there. And, man, they give so much to the sport. Uh, if you see them out on the range, if you don't know, uh, whether it's from range masters, they work almost every level two match. Uh, pat them on the back and tell them thank you, Paul, because <laughs> they are definitely dedicated to the sport. Yeah, trust me, I know that one for a fact. <laughs> <laughs> I know that one for a fact. All right, so tell the good people, if they want to get in touch with you for – South Carolina coordinator stuff or just questions to network with other coordinators or other shooters, how can the people get in touch with you? And the best way is probably Facebook. Honestly, I have a Facebook page. It's Lucky Gray. Um, you know, you, you'll see some uh, shooting videos on there. They might not be so good, but they don't care. Uh, I try to post a good and the bad. Uh, we also have Facebook, home Facebook. We have a South Carolina section page. I would encourage people to like that page if you had not already done that. Outside of Facebook, man, my information is on USPSA.org. My email address as well as my phone number is on there. That is my personal number. I know a lot of people don't like to give that out. I have no issue with it. Um, if you have anything, uh, what I've always challenged shooters and clubs to do, um, you know, most people are willing to work with you. Uh, if you have an issue with a club, if you have a question, call me. Um, I do work a full-time job outside of running a business, so uh, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. But we, uh, like I said, man, we're fortunate to be in a great area, um, tons of resources to help us. So, um, you know, I'm a phone call away and I really mean that I can, I'm, you text me and I don't call you. I'll get back with you. Hey, that's it right there. My man, lucky great. Before we leave, man, I want to ask you a few questions. Oh, okay. Let's you go know, for it. You always the one asking questions, man. So, <laughs> uh, you know, before I got to know you a little bit, um, you know, you started off kind of praising me. Uh, I promise you, man, I could just tell you carried yourself a little different. Uh, and I respected you for that uh, from day one. So uh, when I really realized who you were and what you was all about, it was just kind of the icing on the cake because, you know, I just knew you as a high character guy from uh, day one. So uh, I know you're involved in the shooting community, man. You, you do a lot as well to help support things we do. But uh, tell me a little bit about uh, some of the other things you I know you're involved in some law enforcement stuff. Um, I know you have a passion for that. So can you give me a little information on that? Okay. So the thing about the law enforcement was when I got out of the military, um, well, actually this started when I was in the military. So you remember how the media was always talking about how um, officers was always shooting people. Right. Right. Well, people of color, let's put it like that. All right. So then it turned around from officers always shooting people of color to just officers doing a lot of negative stuff. Right. 
But then when you go back and you look at it, in my personal opinion, it's all about training, right? Or the stress load. So if an officer is too stressed out, they're only going to go back to their last means of training, right? So when they come out of their basic academy, they know just enough to get them in trouble, right? So I came up with this idea of um, if an officer knew how to do jujitsu, you know, they know how to use their body as a weapon, right? If you have that confidence to use your body as a weapon, you can talk your way out of anything because your confidence is going to go out the roof. But then right. if somebody does something to you, you're not so quick to pull the gun out, you know, to take them down. Now, there are times when you have to, but if you are physically in shape and have the ability to stop someone, you know, without the weapon, you can make that judgment call right then and there. But majority of the time, if you know how to detain somebody and, you know, use your body as a leveraging point to securely put cuffs on somebody or, you know, disarm them, right? Or even if you just, you know, talk them down with the gun pointed, put the gun back in the holster, now you've done, gained a new respect for that person you know, regardless of what the crime is, you've done your job, you know, so right. you saved a life, you know what I'm saying? But I just got so tired of people, you know, quick to say, hey, this guy done this, or he done this because of this. And, you know what I'm saying? It's easier for us to sit there and say, hey, you're this type of person, and you shouldn't be like that. But what are we doing to help the next person either understand or move forward? Right. I like it. And I know uh, from what I've seen on Facebook, you, you have a, a GoFundMe set up for that, correct? Correct. Yeah. GoFundMe.com forward slash LEO training is a video attached to it. And it explains a little bit. Um, if you go to that link, it actually have a write up and the video, of course, and it tells a little bit about it. So you can actually get the gist of it. And then people have constantly contact. I get calls like every other day about that GoFundMe campaign. That's awesome, man. Well, uh, you have my support. I will be uh, going there as soon as we get off this video and uh, making a donation, man. So we appreciate everything you do. Uh, one more question for you, man. And uh, right. I know your time's valuable, but uh, I'm going to put you on the spot as well. Okay. So um, other than uh, your normal people you shoot with, who is a shooter within the sport? Um, that we haven't covered in the video that you look up to and that uh, you enjoy watching shoot and okay. why and why. Okay. So the first one I would say is Tom Powers. Okay. Even though you said we haven't covered, but I have to say Tom Powers. And the reason why I say Tom Powers is Tom was the first one when I started shooting in the Columbia, South Carolina area that, took the time to make sure, hey, understand this. Look at this before you do that, okay? Now, let's talk about stage prep. This is what you got to do. You know, like he kind of like molded the, the cotton, you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. So the next one will probably be um, Rob Teague, okay? And the reason why I say Rob's name is – because if you ever go to a match and you shoot with Rob, right, he does talk to people. He helps everybody out. But you can actually see his dedication to every stage. He doesn't half-step any stage, right? 
Like for instance, there are stages I go to and I'll be like, okay, I can't figure this out. I'm just going to blaze it. I just get whatever I get. Wing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Rob is not like that. Rob is like, he, he caught me a couple of times where I think he saw that look on my face and then he was like, no, stand right here. What do you see? Okay. I see what you're saying. Okay. But you're going to shoot headshots on that target. Don't worry about anything. Headshots on that target. That's what I want to see. You know what I'm saying? So Rob is the second one. All right. Um, Dave Lyle, he's another one, okay? Even though he's um, the match director at CSRA in Augusta, but Dave actually takes the time to sit there on the match and coach you. The other thing outside that whenever I hit Dave up, he stops what he's doing. Even if he's doing family stuff, he stops what he's doing just to talk to me for five or 10 minutes. Right. And I'd be like, no, Dave, you ain't got to do all that. But he's like, no, no, let's get it out the way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, man. All of them dudes are top notch, man. I think the oh, world yeah. of them as well. Oh, yeah. Um, the last one I would have to say, um, even though we said um, we already talked about Wally and Wally being the left hand shooter and everybody gives him, you know, <laughs> shooting left handed. <laughs> um, I would have to say his sidekick. Bruce. Oh, man. I, I love, really oh, man. I, I could sit there and just watch Bruce shoot all six stages without shooting because whenever I watch him shoot, it's like I learned something new off of watching him. Not to say I don't learn anything from everybody else, but between Bruce and Rob, you can actually see the dedication that they put into the sport in the form of how can I shoot this and I'm going to do this with my all, you know? So, yeah, I agree with that 100%, man. Like I said, uh, we've been so blessed in our area to have people like that. And, um, you know, the number goes on and on. There's, there's people that we hadn't touched on that have been such a huge influence to all of us. And uh, I'm so thankful, man, to have the opportunity to, uh, it may sound cliche, but, I promise you, man, I don't take it lightly to be the coordinator of uh, this great state and, um, you know, to have people like you and uh, other people that we've named, uh, you know, it's a blessing, man, it really is. Oh, yeah. Um, now, one person I did forget, um, the only reason I didn't say his name yet, because I can't remember his last name, but Trayvon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, his last name's Barber. Barber. Uh, okay, there we go. Yeah. Trayvon Barber. Um, um I, I never, like, I've had conversation with him before, but it was never anything in depth like how I've talked to you, right? Um, I've, I squatted with him one time beforehand, and we talked maybe two or three minutes, you know, um, when we squatted. But he is somebody who has a grasp on the sport, but I could see him actually mentoring people. But I never had that conversation with him to take it that far. I got a cool story about him I think you'll like, man. Uh, All right. So my son started shooting when he was 14. Uh, honestly, man, we were both raw. We come in. And there, there was a lot of people that offered us a lot of help. But uh, he always came up to Nathan, shook his hand, and made him feel important. And mm -hmm. I think it's one of the reasons that Nathan uh, continued to want to shoot and want to do well is because uh, in his mind, you know, this is a great shooter, you know, a master class shooter that, is taking time out of his day, whether we were squatted together or not, just to come shake my hand and say good luck. Mm -hmm. um, so I've always had a huge respect for him as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I said, it's, it's a lot of great guys around here. And um, 
Man, we can sit right here and talk about everybody, but yeah, we'll be out here till, great yeah, great. We'll, we'll be here till like eight o'clock in the morning doing that conversation. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> All right. So once again, um, tell the great people how they can contact you on social media. Um, it's Lucky Gray, uh, real name. Nobody ever believes it, but uh, you'll see two names if that comes up. It'll be me or my dad. So either way, you'll be getting in contact with me. But uh, so I'll be the little younger one, not necessarily smaller, but both pretty big guys. But uh, social media, that's the best way to get me. And uh, as far as emails and phone numbers, USPSA.org would be the best place to grab that stuff. All right. So once again, this is my friend, Lucky Gray, who is a competition shooter but also the South Carolina sectional coordinator, you know, so lucky. Um, thank you for coming on to the podcast and taking the time to talk with me. I really do appreciate it. Oh man. Thank you so much. No problem. The gun cleaners. Our solvent is I think second to none. Our lube is second to none. Their lube's heavier than water which is just a huge thing. People don't really put a lot of thought into that, just how huge that is to have on your gun, especially if you can still carry. The gun cleaners. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, you're going to sweat a lot of the other lubes off. With ours, it'll stay there. The gun cleaners. And maintaining the quality of the process, the quality of the end result is another, and you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there. Order your supply of the lube and the solvent at www.theguncleaners.com Thank you for taking the time to hang out with us on the M-W Tactical Podcast. Remember, a new podcast comes out every Tuesday. If you cannot wait for Tuesday, go and listen to past episodes to catch up on what you missed. Make sure you visit www.m-wtactical.com and see what all is offered on the site where you can't even purchase M-W Tactical Apparel. But please go to our Facebook and Instagram page and follow us on our journey in the sport of competition shooting and the realm of the 2A community. Until next week, keep shooting, keep practicing, and have fun.